0: Hello and welcome. This is the Novell Sales Talk interview podcast. I'm your host, Ross Chevalier. In this episode, we spend time with Kevin Coppins, Vice President of Identity and Security Sales for the Novell Americas. Kevin shares with us his perspective on what's impacting customers and prospects in the areas of identity and security. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Novell Sales Talk. I'm your host, Ross Chevalier. Today on our interview podcast, we have a special guest, Mr. Kevin Coppins. Good day, Kevin. How are you?
1: I am well, Ross. How are you?
0: I'm excellent. Thanks, Kevin, very much for taking time out of your day to spend with us. To help some of our audience uh, get some perspective on what we're going to talk about, you lead our identity and security business in the Americas. Is that right? That's correct. So perhaps uh, for the audience uh, who may not know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and why your current role is so exciting.
1: Sure. I've got a little bit of a different background for a salesperson. I've been with Novell for about 10 years. I actually started in the identity and security business here at Novell, uh, working on a relatively small team trying to seat uh, directories as something more than just uh, a, a technology that controlled an operating system. So I've been around since the early days here at Novell in the identity space. Then the other half of my career was spent working for companies like, uh, ExxonMobil, uh, Bausch & Lam, and Packard Bell NEC, and all of those roles were predominantly in supply chain uh, slash procurement slash financial roles. So I spent a fair amount of time on the operational side of the house um, in large corporations, and then I've spent the last half of my career selling to that operational side of the house, helping them to better understand how identity technologies can streamline the business processes.
0: Well, that's excellent, Kevin. So let me start our conversation uh, with a fairly broad uh, scope question. As you look at the identity and security business, something that you've clearly been doing for a long time, what do you see as the leading indicators impacting customers and prospects? People who are not yet customers in identity and security, specifically for 2009.
1: Specifically for 2009. So that's, a, as we all know, we've got an interesting year ahead of us, uh, probably not just for 2009, but for 2010 as well. The two biggest things that I see customers and partners talking about are really this word oversight. Um, So when I say oversight, you can uh, watch the evening news, you can flip to any one of the cable news networks, and you'll hear about this need in corporate America for additional oversight. Let it be executive compensation, let it be Sarbanes-Oxley, let it be investment decisions. There is this need and this want for additional oversight across all of our businesses so that we don't run into another 2009 in the future. So that word oversight at the end of the day means additional regulation And what regulation means is that we've got to be compliant with the regulations that are in place. Let they be externally driven from governments or from another regulatory body, or let them be internally driven from a standpoint of policy and ethics and how you want to run your corporation. So this concept of oversight in terms of compliance and regulation is really what I hear the most conversation about. Now, in 2009, Oversight is is critical, um, but it's got to be more than just interesting. It's got to have real ROI from the standpoint of either greatly reducing business risk or being so cost effective that it can actually reduce costs. So it's that balancing of this oversight concept, which is not going away. It started uh, in force in the mid-'90s, and you're going to see it continue to grow with the current administration and the things going on in the economy. But the biggest focus is, well, that's great. I know I have to do that, but how can I do it in a cost-effective fashion? So it's the balancing of those two.
0: Thanks, Kevin. As you've eloquently stated, we are facing this soft economic situation. We have a change in administration in the United States. They've already announced that uh, they want to enact compliance legislation. I think the phraseology they used was legislation that has teeth, which would imply that they believe that what's been in place in the past may not have been strong enough. How do these new effects, these new scenarios, in your view, change how customers look at their buying initiatives and the implementations of the solutions, either ones that are already in process or perhaps the ones that have been on the project list for a while but have not yet started?
1: Uh, Let me answer that in two ways, Ross. One is uh, I'll real quickly go through an evolution of why customers bought provisioning solutions, which were kind of the beginning of what identity business uh, evolved into over time and then also talk a little bit about what's going on inside procurements and purchasing processes to kind of give a balance to uh, to what we're seeing in the marketplace. So the first one is uh, we started selling identity, we being the industry, as this idea of provisioning and deprovisioning. So you would start off with this idea of an identity vault and you would say well where else does identity live in the organization? You'd say well geez it's in my email system and it's in my badge system and it's in my PBX system and it's in my ERP system and you you write all these things down and say wouldn't it be great if when you showed up you just got set up in all the systems and processes and hardware and pieces you needed and when you leave you got pulled out of those systems so that you didn't have latent exposures to risk or even in many cases additional cost for products and services and software you were paying for. That beginning of provisioning was really what carried the industry to this, where it is today. There's lots of additional pieces on that. So you got provisioning, you got access management, You've got all these other pieces inside of that. What really is the driving force now is back to this idea of oversight and this idea of compliance. So it's not so much I want to provision and deprovision users. That's important. That saves me money. and it also, just by the the, the nature of what it does it reduces risk. But much more critically and much more painful me right now are things like access certification. I have got to prove to my board and to external auditors, who had access to what when. So this idea of what roles are responsible for what and what they have access to and what they don't have access to is absolutely critical. So that reporting feature and that idea of how do I take my corporate governance and start having that be reflective in IT is really becoming much more of what has got budget dollars and what has immediate pain. But if you look at that on the surface, that's just the beginning part of a conversation around a broader provisioning and access certification, access management conversation between web access and enterprise single sign-on. The other piece that lives underneath that um, that's starting to get more and more play that I'm happy to say Novell was a leader in is this idea of taking event monitoring and event management technologies from a security standpoint and plugging that into the conversation because that gives you all the reporting you need to say, you know what, this event should be correlated to that event, and when this happens, this shouldn't happen, and I want to create a report on that. So that circular conversation around what is what is the governance of my company and can I make sure that I'm automating that with a provisioning standpoint and then validating that everything's happening as it's supposed to be is really the bigger conversation that people want to have. But the focal point is access certification and then also this concept of event management threat and vulnerability management. So it's the same problem at the end of the day, Ross, but it's being focused on from different areas based on what's critical in the business. And, the second part of uh, the, the answer to your question is, how is that changing buying behavior? Well, now the, the people that have that pain are different inside of an organization, so it's typically no longer just the CIO. It's somebody in audit or the CFO or another role inside the organization. And with the economy the way that it is, buying decisions have been prolonged. So where a middle-line director of IT could say, yep, that's exactly what the CFO is asking for. Let's go ahead and buy it and wrap it up. It's now got additional layers of review and scrutiny as people – and companies are taking the limited resources they have in terms of dollars, in terms of capital, in terms of expense and they're restacking all of those initiatives to say what is critical and what do we have to do now and what can we delay for a brighter day. So making certain that people understand that this identity conversation, and this access certification, this compliance certification are all connected is gonna be critical to internal employees of our customers as well as our partners, as well as Novell as we connect what used to be provisioning projects to the bigger business needs of our corporations.
0: I really enjoyed the answer because what it suggests to me, and I'd like your validation on this, is that no matter where in this cycle around identity and security the customer is living today, given their business needs and the drivers that are impacting them, Novell not only has solutions but can provide that full platform to help those customers at the time when it's right for them. Is that a fair statement?
1: Yeah, yes. I think, I think it's well said. Um, and, I, and I think, Ross, that, that, that ties into uh, something we've been working internally at Novell as well as with our um, getting our partners enabled in this conversation that we refer to internally as this thing called the bookends conversation. But really what the bookends conversation is, is it talks about a conversation around compliance. Compliance as a discussion. And starts off and says, here's the world and here's what compliance is. It's governance. It's automation. It's validation and it's remediation, and it has that conversation, but it takes it back to your exact point on the road to compliance is not is not necessarily an end state. We at Novell have a, have a product called Novell Compliance Management Platform. It makes you think that you can go buy compliance in a box, but as you clearly stated, it's, it's much more of a journey. There's a lot of things that need to be done and integrated business process-wise policy-wise to make sure that you really do have an agile infrastructure that can be responsive to changing compliance needs and that ability that Novell uniquely positions and that we have built our products from the ground up and those products will work with other products so if you want to just buy access governance access governance from Novell fantastic it'll work great in your SunShot. <clears throat> if you happen to want to buy Novell's provisioning and you're going to live and breathe based on our provisioning technologies but you want to use SiteMinder for your access certification, you can do that too. So that idea of having modular, best-of-breed products that can help you towards your compliance journey with where you are today is going to be extremely important, back to your economy conversation, because this is not a rip-and-replace economy. People can't afford five-year projects and $50 million price tags. We have to use what we have, but we have to make it so that it can allow us to not just survive but thrive in the new economy. And that's really where Nobel's conversation around Yes, we can take you all the way to the compliance mecca, if you will. We have the product solutions and customers already doing it, but we can also help you along the way with what you already have.
0: Kevin, I want to tie back to this concept that you shared at the beginning of your last uh, section around this presentation, the conversation around compliance that you referred to as bookends. I've had the opportunity to use this presentation on multiple occasions And both in in a formal presentation, but more often in a conversation and most recently at a series of roundtables around compliance. My experience is that customers and non-customers, people who didn't know that we do this, were very receptive to the nature of that conversation uh, and very enthused. To hear what you had just said—that we're there to enter the fray, if you will, wherever the customer happens to be—and that it is an ongoing process; it's not uh, a series of finite end states. I know you've given this presentation a lot. What's been your experience been from a customer perception perspective?
1: It's been very similar. I think the I think the one the one piece that we need to be careful with, um, just because we happen to have a product called Nobel Compliance Management Platform, we very quickly want to jump and say. You have a compliance issue, we have a product that says compliance, so let's go buy that product. Same with our access governance suite. You have a governance issue, we have a governance product. And I think we get confused in matching the products to the pain. Compliance, in the way that I look at compliance, you want to have an agile infrastructure, which is something we've been talking about at Novell since I've been here. And what an agile infrastructure means is when the world changes, do I have to set up a floor of 500 people to get me to change three years later, or can I change with it? Or can I be not just reactive, but proactive, understanding that maybe there's some legislation that we're all reading about that's going through Congress that we, we're all pretty sure is going to get passed? Why can't I start preparing for that now, knowing I can get it 80% right and then tweak the last 20% at the end? That ability to be agile not just will allow you to reduce cost in the long term. But if you can do that faster and incorporate it into how you do business better, you will be able to be ahead of your competition. And there's some great conversations around GRC that talk about GRC not as a as a cost of doing business, but if you can get the right information to the right people at the right time and the right way and automate all the validation that goes behind it, you can be a heck of a lot more competitive, um, both from how you make decisions, how you implement decisions, and then how you report back out on. So it's a... The conversation of bookends. I think you said it well, Ross. It's a conversation. It's not a presentation to end all the be all that says this is what Mobile does. It's a conversation about business and that talks about how can we use these types of technologies in this different way of thinking about your infrastructure in a way that makes it a competitive advantage. And that's where customers. That's where the light bulb goes on. That's where our partners. We've had fantastic conversations with partners about this because they not only see it, then they go back and look at our tools like Designer, and look at how we've taken. Our Sentinel products embedded them into identity, and they'd say, not only is this something Novell talks about, this is something they're really doing. The tools are really here. Designer allows me to rebuild business processes on the fly. I can correlate any event with Sentinel, so I can say this event can happen with that event, and then I can report back out on it. So it's not just something that we put in a discussion, and then we try to pigeonhole some technologies into it. We actually can deliver and have delivered on it, which is what's got – our partners excited because now they can go back with real solutions for their clients uh, with a much lower cost to provide long-lasting benefit.
0: Thank you. I know in your role as a, as a business leader, you spend an enormous amount of your time speaking with customers at an executive level. As you have these conversations and have had these conversations, and we look to what can we do as a company to help our customers be successful in the next two to three quarters. Is there something in particular that you would call out specifically for Novell salespeople, Novell partners to focus on in the short term?
1: Uh, two things. Um, one is helping our customers to, to reposition the identity projects that they have, a the way that their boards and the people they now have to sell to internally can understand it. I've got two or three examples I can list off where we've actually helped customers rewrite their board presentations to help non-educated folks in the IT world understand that our compliance issues and our 15 audit findings and our upcoming merger and acquisition are really identity problems. That can be a one-week conversation. We've got to be able to help our customers do that in five minutes on two slides. So really sitting down with your key clients and understanding some of their other partners. So not just saying, i'm their partner but maybe they're working with cisco or maybe they're working with a variety of other vendors in the mix if we can be the ones to really help them position what they need to do in the life of their board that's going to be the most critical thing we can do so that that conversation and and taking that bookends piece ross and being able to to get that dialogue inside our customers is going to be critical if we want to continue to propel their success as well as our revenue from a very short-term immediate pain standpoint Access certification is something everybody's talking about. Every client's talking about it. Some are trying to boil the ocean with it. It is not boil the ocean conversation. There are some immediate solutions that we have that we can bring immediate value with. Another one, interestingly enough, Ross, is Enterprise Single Sign On. Enterprise Single Sign On has immediate ROI and it's not just I don't have to deal with passwords anymore. It is a pain that has been latent in organizations for a long time. The technology's been there for the last couple of years. And the promise of single sign-on or at a minimum reduced single sign-on is a conversation that um, I've never seen it hotter in the marketplace. So those couple of areas around how do I lock down and make sure the right people have access to the right things, and then how do I really report on it, I think we'll get a foray into the discussion, but we're going to have a difficult time selling that conversation, um, both internally and externally if you can't tie it to the core business issues of the company. So if, if I were to tell anybody you got to wake up and change what you do tomorrow, make sure that what you're selling is in the mind and in the needs of what the business is trying to accomplish over the short term, and then the great benefit would be is, yes, it's a short-term cost, but it has long-term benefits. So tying those two pieces together, provisioning deals are, are not going to sell. If, if you're a CIO and you're trying to get provisioning through in 2009, it's not going to happen. Um, provisioning is a nice to have, not a have to have. Compliance and keeping the doors open and, and keeping people out of the front page of the Wall Street Journal, um, that's a have to have. So tying those two pieces together is absolutely critical to continue momentum going forward.
0: Thanks, Kevin. I sincerely appreciate your laser focus and sharing that guidance with our listeners. I appreciate the time that you've invested with our audience today. I'd like to give you an opportunity to share closing thoughts on the marketplace, on identity and security. Anything that you care to leave and end our conversation with that's really going to create value for our listeners, for the audience members, and ultimately for our customers?
1: A couple of things. Uh, one is I've been reading a book on, uh, on a real sense of urgency by John Connor, who's a professor at Harvard. And he talks about the difference between a sense of urgency and busyness. And I think if we can focus on what's important, and that's what's important to our jobs, what's important to our companies, and what's important to our customers, but really, really focus on what's truly important and understand important, it's going to go a long way. And it ties right back to the last answer I just gave you, Ross, with if you know what's important and you focus on the important and stay away from the noise, everybody's going to be a lot more successful in this economy because it's very, very tempting to go ahead and say, I'm going to focus on these 53 things versus the one that is truly important. So that's, that's number one. It's a great book. It's a great it's, – it's, there's nothing revolutionary in it, but it does really help you say, wait a minute. When I look at my calendar today, how much of that is truly important to what needs to be accomplished? And Maybe I need to do some reprioritization. Let it be of my time, let it be of my partner's time, or let it be of my customer's time to focus on what's important. So that's that's thought number one. And then the other thought that uh, I actually spent some time with this morning is it's, it's absolutely critical to stay current, to be of value um, to your employer, to be of value to – your customers, to be valued to your partners. You've got to be current in the trends that are happening both from a regulatory standpoint as well as from a technology standpoint so that you truly can be the subject matter expert in a conversation and help our customers with that difficult challenge of justifying significant expenditures in a very tough time. So by staying current and really being that trusted advisor – it's never been, never been harder because of the volume of information, but it's also never been easier because it can be as simple as a Google search away or a couple of pieces of literature and a couple extra links, and just an extra 15 to 20 minutes is going to make all the difference in the world to make you a heck of a lot more confident in what you're selling and how you're positioning it, but also really helping your customers and clients. So, so those two things, focus on the importance and make sure that you are uh, staying on top, and uh, the, the analogy I'll use, Ross, is that of a, of a surgeon. I mean, you, you want your, if you're going to get operated on, you want to make sure that surgeon knows the latest and greatest techniques, what works, what doesn't work, has tested it, has spent time studying it, knows additional people to call and conference in on. And that's the kind of role that we have to play inside identity and security sales. We've got to be that chief surgeon that knows exactly what is working and what's not working, not just what's the hottest, latest, and greatest but what really works for the patient that you have that you have to work with and also knows the right other people to bring into the room. And that's why I keep talking about partners, partners not just from a standpoint of who's going to help sell or who's going to help deliver, but what's the whole ecosystem of, quote, unquote, physicians or specialists needed to help the partner. And it's not always going to be uh, Novell and our systems integrator and maybe our reseller partner. It could very well be, Somebody on the telecom side, it could very well be somebody on the storage side, and making sure it could be somebody on the HR side, and understanding that maybe Hewitt's in doing all of the HR consulting to help them rebuild how they're going to onboard and offboard new employees for mergers and acquisitions. That kind of understanding of a partner ecosystem and always thinking partners first is going to be the, the, the last critical piece that I think ties into the other two. So to, to cap that off again, Ross, make sure that you focus on the important. Stay current, be that chief surgeon that you can absolutely be trusted on. And then last but not least, understand who else is needed to make sure it's going to be a success. So think partners first.
0: Well, thanks very much, Kevin. Uh, folks, we've spent this podcast interview with Kevin Coppins, Vice President for Identity and Security Sales for Novell Americas. Kevin, I really appreciate your time again. Thanks so much. Listeners, please keep tuning in for these very powerful and very informative podcast interviews. Thanks for listening. We'll speak to you again soon. This is the Novell Sales Talk interview podcast. I'm your host, Russ Chevalier. Our guest this episode was Kevin Coppins, Vice President, Identity and Security Sales for Novell Americas. Novell Sales Talk is brought to you by Novell Inc., you can send us feedback at salestalk@novell.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.